Good morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. Hello. And Susie. Hello. So we've got some feedback and some emails from people. The first one is from Nicholas Drake, who said that he'd started listening to the podcast. Uh, oh, he hadn't listened to the podcast because he'd started and uh, he got turned off by the fact that we made a horrible mistake. And when he went back and checked, he remembered what it was. Um, someone said that Kent Hovind's PhD was from Liberty University, but it is from Patriot University. The two are very different, though. And then he gave us a picture of Liberty University campus, which looks like a university campus. Yeah. And then there's a picture of uh, Patriot University campus, yeah. which looks like what? A trailer? In the middle of the desert? Yeah. So, well, as I understand it, so Liberty University is a real university. It's a Christian university where Christian parents send their children to be indoctrinated, whereas Patriot University is a diploma mill. Right. So it's not a real place. Liberty really University is one of those ones that's been in the news because they make the, ch- the students sign agreements and whatnot that they promise they How did we gonna... get that wrong? Um, Craig's an idiot, basically. Was it Craig? Pretty sure it was Craig. I didn't say anything about anyone's universities. Really? Okay. Well, Something like me to make a mistake? <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> such fun. Anyway. Um, the other feedback we had, which Sorry, I'm Nicholas. not sure if I've still got open now. Um, I think we decided we weren't going to talk about it. Some idiot listened to our podcast and took offence oh, at... Mr. Ring. What we'd said about him and his weather predicting methods. Wow. Um, but none so of the things. We're not all in court. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to sue us eventually. He keeps mm. going on about it. Um, I'm but sure he'll stand up his brief, free speech, though. Of course, yes. Um, none of the things he said, I said, I had said. Did that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, oh, Christ, I'm so tired. Um, Basically, so he was just lying and making stuff up. Or more to the point, I suppose, he's conflating things that other people have said in his head. Okay, I don't Um, think you should say he was lying. No. I think you should take that out. Well, he has... Okay, not about that in particular. He wasn't lying. Um, But he's certainly lying about things that other people said, even after being corrected and shown that they had not said those things. He then still said it later on that they had said it. So he certainly lies... Uh, and he's a liar. Um, but he's your also... opinion, he's a liar. <laughs> okay, in my yeah. opinion, fine. In your opinion, he's a liar. <clears throat> Apparently, according to my lawyer, in my opinion, he's a liar. Um, according to my liar, he's Side a liar. Side note, Nathan can't afford a lawyer. I can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> so if anyone wants to donate to my legal fund, we'll put a link on the uh, on the website. Right, anyway, I did not on. want to talk about Ken Ring. Let's move on, okay. for Christ's sake. Um, notice board, I think. Is that the next thing? Yes. Yep. Save the dates. 5th to 7th of December. Right. Skeptics yes. Guide. So, yes, the oh, New Zealand Skeptics Conference. Yep. New Zealand Skeptics Conference coming up. We are organising it. Uh, 5th to the 7th well, of December in Auckland. Inverted commas. <laughs> we are organising it. We're going to organise it today. We've got an appointment today after the podcast. And we're going to get everything finished and finalised. And it'll be up on the website in a couple of days. One one interesting little thing we'll throw out there is that the so the Skeptics Guide to the Universe hosts plus George Raab are coming to New Zealand to be at a conference. And one interesting thing that hopefully we will be doing is that if you live in Wellington, then we are going to have a special VIP dinner where you'll be able to purchase tickets and go and have a nice dinner with the hosts of the SGU for a very limited number of people. 
So cool. Save up your money for that. Because we're going to auction the tickets off, and it's going to be really expensive. We should auction the tickets off. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. Yes, maybe. Hmm. Maybe there are about twenty of them coming, so they need all the money they can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sorry. that's what's happening. And the other thing is the Orkin Readers and Writers Festival, which I have been saying there's something exciting happening, but I can with. now tell you because <gasps> the program is out. Yeah, I looked so, at the program and I couldn't see anything that looked particularly interesting. Okay, so, so Jim Al Khalili is not interesting. I didn't. Oh yes, I didn't physicist see it. Really fantastic. And I don't know who he- that is. Physicist and head of the British Humanist Association. I was looking for things that look sciencey. Yep, and so yeah, so he's there. He's it. done lots of programs, um, okay. TV programs. Yep, so he's going to be in conversation with Sean Hindy. Um, Saturday the 17th um, there's also a neuropsychologist this right. yeah this is May there's also a neuropsychologist who's going to be doing a talk about um, oh god I can't remember what it was that was something interesting neuropsychology things about the brain that looked interesting and um, I am going to be trying to interview some people about stuff that I'm not sure <laughs> I need to read their books excellent <laughs> Possibly something to do with blood. Okay, so um, save those dates as well. But Jim Alcadilly your... is coming to New Zealand. Yes, it's awesome. You pay to go to most of the talks, you, do you? All, pretty much all of them. Okay. Um, it's about $25, I think. I wonder if we could, I think. Um, you think we could interview him? We could try. Yeah. Mm. I shall try and make contact. So I was supposed to be interviewing him on stage, <gasps> and then I got bumped ah. for sure, and I was asked if I would do this other one that was about blood, and Sean Hindy got him instead. Um, yeah, so I've known about it for ages, and I really want so to. You could say have just recorded that, and they're like, "Here's our interview for this week." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yes, I have. Awesome. Yeah, All right. And moving on to the news. In the news has been an MH370, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> Stunningly uninformed. Nathan <laughs> has vaguely heard about some plane that went missing. An airplane that right? went missing. Malaysia yeah. Airlines that's about all I know. 370 they landed on an island right Kuala and then Lumpur. some of them survived and found a hatch in the ground <laughs> no that's, 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 that's... you've lost me there <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not rehearsed people this is natural natural quality genius humour so anyway um, at this point as we record it seems like uh, the plane has crashed somewhere in the Indian Ocean, off uh, the coast Very of far Australia, off the coast of Australia, far off the coast of Australia. Mm. and um, of course, there's lots of speculation about how it happened, and there was lots of conspiracy theories flying around. Can I and tell you my favourite? So very quickly after it um, after it vanished, there was a report uh, that basically said it didn't explode; it vanished. And that there was an entirely new force at work on our planet which can pluck <laughs> airlines out of the sky without a leaving a shred force. of evidence. Yeah. <clears throat> That's pretty phenomenal. What what I found awesome is um that Michelle Dickinson, who's um at the University of Auckland, uh, appears on T V all the time, is kind of a nano um she calls herself Nano Girl. Uh, she, why haven't we interviewed her yet? We should actually. We should, she's done yeah. an awesome she's just done an awesome video which we should link to, <gasps> where she basically rebuts um Oh God! Flight the Concord's guy. Some Reese? No. Reese Jar- Darby. Yes, Reese Darby. Reese Darby did a program about how nanotech is really scary. So she did her own little version of how nanotech's not scary. Um. Yeah. So Michelle has done this awesome video about uh how nanotech's not evil, which we should link to. But anyway, what she what she did was did a really good blog post. Um. Basically, 
rebutting some of the important facts that we were not being told about this um, mm. this flight. Right. So, for example, um, talking about what the black box was and how it worked, um, and you know, just because everything was like, oh, you should be able to find it really easily, and actually explaining just how difficult they are to find, you know, how far their signal goes, just the, right. the vast amount of space that is having, or ocean that is having to be um, searched. She, so she did a great, a great job. Do they not have sort of like GPSs in them and stuff to or communicate? Well, well, Nathan, since you haven't been following the story, <laughs> okay. the transponder was... T- it seems turned, turned off, off. Oh, I on see. the flight okay. by somebody, and there's a, apparently a small window of time where it could have happened. And it looks like look the the pilot kind of looks suspicious, and oh. he just sort of broken up with his wife. And the, but who knows? Anyway. Okay. So oh, actually, the truth theory that I think out. is the best conspiracy theory, since we're doing that, is that Boeing have invented a new autopilot system that literally doesn't require human pilots anymore. And so they hijacked the plane <laughs> to try and convince everyone to buy their system. Right. <laughs> sure. Right, yeah. but it all went a bit... bit well, no, they just literally hijacked the plane, and now everyone's like, oh, no, planes can be hijacked, and it happens all the time. And so now everyone has to buy Boeing's system to put automatic oh. oh, that's clever. It is clever. I made that up. That's a very clever conspiracy theory. theory. Thank you. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think the originators of conspiracy theories are meant to claim ownership. Why not? Isn't that part of the conspiracy you... that's kind of mysterious and it's like... Come on, Nathan's pretty mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You heard it your first, folks. <laughs> so anyways, it'd be interesting to see in five years' time if this is like the flight MH370 that disappeared was saying, this Where big were mystery. you on the day yeah. it disappeared? Yeah. 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 It'll anyway. be, a, um, be a legend. Yeah. The war on science well, wins so another skirmish. Speaking of conspiracy theories, this is a, an awesome story I want to talk to you about. So there's a professor of, uh, he's basically a professor of School of Experimental Psychology at the University of Bristol in the UK called um, Stephen Lewandowski. And um, his research looks at whether the rejection of science involves conspiratorial thinking. And mm. so they'd done some surveys a few years ago looking at belief in climate change and um, endorsement of conspiracy theories. So they asked people basically about their their belief in climate change and then also whether they believed in particular conspiracy theories and found there was a modest um, relationship between people who rejected science, uh, especially ar- around climate science, um, and those who endorsed conspiracy theories. <laughs> wow. So they pa- published these papers. One of them is called on the internet Log 12 after the initials of the three authors and the fact that it was published in 2012. And um, what happened when that paper appeared online was quite, well, was I guess what you'd expect to happen when a pa- paper on climate uh, and something like this is published. So the climate change deniers kind of went to town on them. They tried to have the paper... Uh, essentially they tried to stop publication by both bullying and intimidating the editors by um, doing huge numbers of freedom of information act requests asking for things like all the information around the ethics approval and stuff mm-hmm. around the um, as surveys. a delaying tactics as long yeah, yeah, as to try and, too yeah, busy yeah, yeah. to do anything yeah. and also a huge number of misconduct complaints to the actual universities that the people were working at Jeez. Wow! but what Lewandowski did was sort of documented all of this stuff 
about what was happening. Yeah. And also the conspiracy theories that were coming up around this paper and there, the, the authors oh, and stuff God, like that's this. Hilarious. And then what they did was they published this, uh, the, the reaction of the blogosphere to their paper. Right. So there's um, a follow-up to the paper. Yeah, but it wasn't about the paper. It was about the reaction to the paper, yeah. right? And all the conspiracy theories that came out about their paper and about their, the authors and stuff. Um, and So is he going to publish actually, a paper about the conspiracy theories that come about the paper well, that are about the conspiracy theories? And... <laughs> oh, but it, essentially what happened was the conspiracy theories that appeared about their paper kind of confirmed yeah. the, their theory about... Um, oh, that is genius. Oh, sorry, my computer's gone off. About... Well, happened um, <clears throat> stop it uh, yeah anyway so they this all confirmed their theory about climate change denial and conspiracy mm. theories but what's interesting is that the journal that they have um, that they published this in have now retracted their <laughs> paper so not the original paper but the paper about the blogosphere's reaction and the reason they've given for retracting the paper is not, there's nothing wrong with the paper. There's no issue with any of the things to do with paper. What they're worried about is sued. the, um, yeah, so what they say is that they do not want to risk, take the risk, the legal risk of having the paper on their website because the, um, the legal context, they say, is insufficiently clear. <laughs> so they're retracting it. Thanks. What the university where he used to be, where this work was carried out, are keeping a copy of it on their archive. So right. there is a copy of this paper available for people who want to read it. You've got to go but and isn't that amazing? Yeah, sort of isn't thing. that amazing that the journal is being forced to retract a paper of which there is nothing wrong with it from a scientific point of view? It's it's not that amazing because to of me, the, to be honest. Because of this... Um, that fear pretty, about what legal action yeah. the um, deniers are going to take against them. Hmm. But so, it's fascinating. What's even what's fantastic is that um, the guy has done a really nice talk about what his research is, about what they found, and about the res the reaction to them when they published their paper. You know, they had fifty thousand kind of. Um, libelous things appearing you know they have they have huge numbers of stuff they could go after but obviously they don't have deep pockets like many of the climate change deniers who yeah. many of them are in the pay of um right of you know of big oil of big oil yeah so it's kind of fascinating we'll put a link to his talk because it's really good it's really accessible and just shows the lengths that, that the deniers go to 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 you know that's great harass hmm. the scientists good question amazing. i had was did he plan the follow-up paper. Was he expecting <laughs> that sort of thing to happen or did it sort of come up and he said, oh, well, that's brilliant. I'm going to publish that. I don't know. I would love to know that. We should, we should interview him and ask him. We should. I'm sure he'd be awesome. This was... Um... Anyway, he says that... So the article that's been retracted had nearly 30,000 abstract views, 10,000 full-text views, would became one of the most popular papers on this website. Fantastic. Um, but also uh, attracted a huge number of complaints. Right. to the editorial team about the article. <laughs> wow. Fascinating. Dicks. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so I'll put a link to his talk because it's really good and he's great. Mm. That was kind of quite fascinating. Next, yeah. uh, Craig, you want to tell us about Cosmos and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Richard well, Dawkins? So, yes, uh, Cosmos, the reboot. Yeah. Which... <laughs> 
2014 is being hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson. What do you guys think so far? Pretty good? Well... I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I can't watch it because I don't have Sky. Oh, yeah. It's on Sky, Sky TV. That's, that's totally where I saw it's it, on too. on Sunday nights. <laughs> I saw it on Sky because I pay, pay for Sky and I get stuff through there. That's... that's <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so well, moving no, on to the other I, thing. Honestly, gonna... I haven't, I haven't seen it. Haven't seen I it. would it's like good. to see it, and I, I'm hoping at some point in the future to see it. But uh, talk, talk to me been... about it afterwards. I, I might right. have a way that you could, you could do that. You somehow. could go around okay. to his house. I'd and go watch around it your house. Sky on, Sky. on, on reruns. Yeah, on Sky. Yeah. Or maybe you've got it on your. I, I might have. My I, might Sky. Have, I might have recorded it on my on my on your MySky recorder. MySky. Is that what's that? It's a personal video recorder that you have for Sky. Oh yeah, I've got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. Okay, that joke's done. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's being hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson, Yay. who has um, taken over the baton that was um, passed on by Carl Sagan. Sagan? Although he's not really alive to have passed it on. I don't know. How could I not remember <laughs> the name of Carl Sagan? Um, so anyway, uh, yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson is very cool. And um, very good representative for science, but he seems to have a very um, sort of different approach to uh, to dealing with people who have religious beliefs. So he doesn't call himself an atheist, though he probably is. Um, but he was he was rebuking Richard Dawkins about how uh, Richard Dawkins deals with people and deals with believers, basically like. Well, to be them. fair, Richard Dawkins is probably on the. Rather extreme end of the scale. Sure. <laughs> of how yes. you deal with the religious people. But anyway, I mean, and so the yardstick <laughs> against which all other atheists are measured, basically. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Anyway, so uh, there is a video on YouTube which we will link to about how Richard Daw- um, Richard Dawkins was rebuked by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and um, Richard Dawkins admitted that yes, he can be a bit abrasive, but he came back with this great quote, one, which one I will play. to show that I'm not the worst in this thing. Um, <laughs> a, um, a former and highly successful editor of New Scientist magazine, who actually built up New Scientist to great new heights, was asked, what is your philosophy at New Scientist? And he said, our philosophy at New Scientist is this, science is interesting, and if you don't agree, you can fuck off. <laughs> So there we go. So that was the source of that, that quote. I think we've quote before. I'm sure we have. And yeah. this is this is where it originated. So Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson sort of criticising um, uh, Richard Dawkins' approach to uh, dealing and with And he probably people. has valid points as well. I mean, Richard Dawkins is very confrontational and mm-hmm. can be insulting. Yeah. Uh, and there's, I suppose, is there research to suggest that it's not necessarily a very effective way of dealing with unbelievers? Well, I don't know whether there is, but there's all, there is anecdotal evidence that uh, that that sort of approach actually does sometimes work, that, mm. that people felt certainly, insulted about a, um, their b- beliefs being insulted and, and then eventually came to the realisation that actually, yes, Richard Dawkins was right. And, yeah. There's certainly a yeah. prevailing attitude at the moment that you should be nice to people and that they're more likely to come over to your side if you're nice to them. I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle. Right. <laughs> but mostly being mean to people. Um, so, so going back to Cosmos for a second, because there was a couple of things that I thought. One of them was re- relatively minor. Is And you're going to notice it now. I'm going to ruin it for you. Um, when he's walking around and standing, Neil deGrasse Tyson a lot of the time looks really, really awkward. 
which I thought was really, really odd because um, I recognised the name of one of the directors um, from Star Trek, I think. And I'm like, I, I just it really distracted me throughout the whole whole program was Neil deGrasse Tyson with these odd hand gestures and odd poses. Hmm. And right. yeah, that'll ruin it for well, you. And the other thing is, there's been criticisms about uh, the first episode where they talked about um, Bruno. I'm going to get this wrong. Bruno Giovanni, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that. And um, his view of the universe as being infinite. And if you've seen it, you know what I mean. And if you've seen the criticisms, you'll you'll know what I mean. Um, basically, apparently, they got the story completely wrong. Yeah. Um, and the guy was basically just a, a mad religious lunatic who happened to think that the universe was infinite. They interviewed a mad no, 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 religious no, no, lunatic. No, 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 this was it's, a guy who lived one of those things hundreds to, of years ago. You know, they, they, uh, like they used to do in Cosmos, where they'd do a little act, they have actors acting out right. scientists from the past. They did they do a cartoony thing of that in the new season, in the new series. <clears throat> and um, basically telling the story of this guy who was a, a monk and he decided that the universe was infinite and that why should God be constrained to this model of the universe where it's just the the earth and some planets and then a, a, a sphere around that with stars in it. Hmm. And um, and he was excommunicated and eventually burned at the stake and so forth. Spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. Um, yeah, but apparently they got a lot of the facts wrong. And, yeah, well, that's um, interesting. And they, what, they didn't look, check Wikipedia? No, I don't know. Interesting. Um, you can look that up if you want to know more about it. Just Google it. Yeah. Um, that was That was my thoughts. Other than that, I quite like it. Good. Okay. Great. And there's it's thirteen parts, so still yeah. plenty to yeah. go. I think we've had three so far. I've only actually seen the first one. And so you won't far. run out of space on your MySky um, device. Yeah, it's getting pretty full actually. I need to delete some stuff. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Probably Game Moving of Thrones. Good. I've seen that now. So, uh, I went along, and Susie did too, to a talk given by Dr. Charles Elachi. I think I'm pronouncing his name right, who That's is right. from NASA. He's the head of NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Yes. Ooh. And so he came and told us all about um, the Curiosity rover that uh, is currently on Mars. Mm. Will always be on Mars now. Yeah. So well, it was until the... someone goes and fetches it and takes it home as a souvenir. It was the um, the Pickering lecture. Did you know about William, Pickering? I didn't know anything yes. about Pickering. So William Pickering. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I drive right. down that road every day on the way to work. Yeah, that's Do you know who he is? I've yes. heard the name. Well, but he's he's from, from who the road. went and worked at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Yeah, for like 20 odd years. 20 no, years, he didn't yeah. just work there. He ran it for oh, 20 yes. odd years. Yes, like in the early, in the 50s and stuff. In the early. He was instrumental in the whole kind of space race in the US. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. So they have every year these this engineering society in New Zealand have a Pickering lecture and so this was oh. their 100th anniversary I think yes. you said the, yeah, of the society. society and um, so they got Charles to do this talk and it was yeah, really it was, cool. it was amazing and it was it was sort of a bit of a recruitment drive for engineers yeah. so he was really inspirational they were it was held at Auckland Girls Grammar there were like 800 people there yeah. um, oh, kind a mixture of ages too. it was absolutely amazing and he mm. was really great what I really liked about his talk was also he was also kept referring to the number of women who worked at JPL and how, you know, women yeah, can be engineers. It's a completely normal and, thing. There's just yeah, loads yeah, of women yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Everybody can be an in, anybody yeah. can be an engineer. But it was, yeah, it was a very interesting talk. It was quite, it was quite inspirational, actually. Yeah, he was a great speaker. But as it happened, a couple of my workmates turned up as I was driving in, and so um, we went and, and sat together, and one of the workmates who turned up is a pretty devout Christian, and so I talked to her about it the next day. 
and um, found out what she thought. And she said she had some issues with it because uh, he was talking about things like the Big Bang Theory being as if they were facts proven <laughs> when they were just theories. Uh. <laughs> so I wonder how we should uh, talk to people like that and explain to them that a theory is not what you think a theory is. Grab them by the head. One hand on either side. You are an idiot. (laughs) I'm joking. That's not what you should do. (laughs) Jeez. Yes. So I had to explain that the scientific theory was... Endorse the grabbing of people by the head and calling them an idiot. Right. Okay. But speaking of idiots, (laughs) (laughs) how about we move on to talk about this great story where the FDA are recalling some homeopathic pills because they're worried that they're contaminated with actual medicines. Yay. (laughs) So yes. it's actually so the worry is that they're contaminated with penicillins. Right. And this is because they've oh. maybe had microbes in them that have been fermenting and producing penicillins and so by accident. Well, I wow. guess so, yeah. Okay. And so the the worry is because pe- a lot of people are allergic to penicillin is that if these uh, have got traces of penicillin in them then they, they will make people really sick. Which is there an element is not of what... that being an antibiotic and, and... No, uh, no, it's, no, it's about a bit, but just the allergic, allergic, allergic to the actual. Okay. It's interesting thing. though that there would be, because with homeopathy they're diluting it all the time. So are they, are they implying that the penicillin is being introduced late in the process? Well, the, the assumption would have to be obviously. because surely the amount of penicillin that would be in there would be so diluted as to. So, well, so it depends where it's happened. In there. It would, so, it would give you viruses, right? No, 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 you're talking about the, you're talking about the, the, the opposite effect. The, yeah. <laughs> no, so I guess I that it's not in the, it's not in the thing that's being diluted. It must be in the either in the sugar pill or something like that. Oh, in the fillers or something yeah, or whatever. Something yeah, something like yeah. that. So it's um, contaminated in the manufacturing process, mm, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So, yes, it's been, yes, it says a variety of tablets, capsules, drops, and suppositories. Mm. <gasps> I didn't realize you could get homeopathic suppositories. <laughs> oh, my God, that's that disgusting. Is awesome. um, uh, uh, yes, contain penicillin. Wow. There you go. And they were Excellent. voluntarily recalling 56 lots. Good. Um, so vaccinations Uh, yeah so continuing on that theme and the AVN so Croatia are to be uh, applauded because they're going to make childhood vaccination mandatory which is awesome and this comes uh, uh, in the same month that the Australian vaccination network have finally changed their name (laughs) Although they're now calling themselves the Australian Vaccine Skeptics Network. Network. And there's been a lot of discussion online about the use of the word skeptic, um, especially because Meryl Dory used to call skeptics septics. So, and not just because she's foreign. You know Um, the best bit, though? Have you seen the website? I haven't seen the website, no. Okay, so I don't know if I can just do this by Google, but um, Australian... Vaccines Skeptics Network. Skeptics with a C or a K? Uh, K, I think. Yeah, there's a. That's interesting that you're okay. using K. So I can't find the actual website. I did have it linked to me um, through um, one of the Facebook pages. If you go to this website, it's the URL. So it's the Australian Vaccin- Vaccination Skeptics Network or something like that. Mm hmm. And it says, blah, 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 
big controversy at the moment as somebody is trying to steal our name. Right. So what's happened is somebody's registered this website in advance of the AVN <laughs> changing their name. They've got a website, they've got a little um, group of people together, and they're a registered organization, a registered uh, society of some sort. Um, so basically now they're trying to sue the AVSN um, to try and stop them from using <laughs> their, name? Uh, their name that they've registered. Um, they may have just uh, trademarked the name or something like that. I'm not quite sure exactly. I'm see if I can find it and I'll put it in as a link. But yes. Well, yes, that was quite well, funny. one of the interesting things I learned today in looking at the AVN, the Stop the AVN page on Facebook yeah. is that a lot of these things they use a service called Do Not Link. Yes, to link I saw that. It's quite cool. So it essentially means that it's it goes via this, you have this link that goes via this mm -hmm. other website called Do Not Link so, they can't that, so that Google doesn't index that yeah. particular link. Right. And so they don't boost their, boost their search engine ratings oh, by having that. people linking to it. So I think that's, that's quite AVSM good. AVSM so there's, yeah, there's a website AVSM. called Do Not Link.com. Right. Link without improving their search engine yes. position. Yeah. Okay, yes. we should be doing so that. We should be doing that. All right. Oh, well, yeah, not that, that many people click on our links, I'm sure. Well, you just do all. More <coughs> lands up. Anyway, moving so, on. Moving on. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just talking about that website. Um, Chris, you talked about that. Um, Kevin, Kevin Trudeau. Trudeau. Kevin fucking Trudeau, I think. Is <laughs> Kevin <laughs> fucking Trudeau. Who is Kevin Trudeau, I was asked earlier. Kevin Trudeau is a snake oil salesman. He's a carny. <laughs> uh, no, okay, no, so he's convicted. He convicted snake oil salesman. <laughs> yes, um, he's kind of well known from sort of what the nineties for doing infomercials. Yeah, well, I remember watching him on infomercials twenty years ago for memory, yeah, mega memory, mega memory. He was selling the mega memory originally. That was uh, his big thing. Um, basically, a memory technique that quote didn't use mnemonics right. and had the revolutionary. Um, one of the part of the sales pitch was that it uh, it linked nutrition and memory, right. and in the actual course he talks about things like um, not eating things made of white flour before you go and study because white flour <laughs> white flour create and water creates glue. <laughs> and it gums up your memory. It, it, gum, it gums up your stomach. All the blood goes to your stomach. Um, I may not. I may be getting some of this slightly wrong, but this is more or less my impression of what he said. Um, okay, it's crazy, crazy, crazy anyway. And anyway, so the big thing he's known for, particularly in skeptical circles, is his books about um, weight loss cures they don't want you to know about and natural medicines they don't want you to know about. Yeah. Um, and basically, he's actually been convicted on more than one occasion. So he's made time tons of money off this. Oh, bajillion dollars at least. <laughs> Approximately. <laughs> Approximately a bajillion dollars. And so he was convicted and he was ordered to pay back money to all the people that had bought the books and mm. the products that he was selling. And as far as I can tell from the news items I saw, he hasn't. Yeah, and no, so, so, so he's, been, now, he's been slapped with a $37 million fine. 
so he has to pay back thirty-seven million dollars, and he's a multi-millionaire, and so he can. Although he's claiming, well, he's claiming that he doesn't now have that he's money. bankrupt, and yeah. his his uh, his family have uh, suffered ill health because of this. Anyway, he's currently in jail. Yes, he's been and sent refusing to, jail. to pay this fine, and it looks like he's going to get ten years in jail. Wow! Yay! Just fantastic. So it's just been yes. a, a month of wins, really. Apparently, apparently, his infomercials are still on TV in the states. Oh, while he's in jail. Well, wow. that is interesting. I suppose, in, in the sense that he's he's running himself as a corporation, all he really needs to do is put someone else in charge. Yeah, and that business can still run without him. Yeah, mm. he just doesn't get the money, I suppose, until he gets out. It's very satisfying to know he's in jail, though. Oh yes, it's absolutely fantastic. Yes. Anyway, uh, so that. cool science. Yay. Yeah, let's have some cool science. What do you want to start so with? So what do we Craig? call this? Is this a new segment or are we just breaking up the news a bit to make it less monotonous? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we should we should right. have the science. Okay. Where, so this where is it's... this is the cool science segment of the show, everybody. Right. Okay. Musical well, sting. The... So a couple of weeks ago some very cool science came out about the discovery of polarization or polarized light in the cosmic microwave background radiation which is quite possibly the most boring way of saying that we can now see back to the beginning of time which is what the article's actually about yeah well pretty much pretty much <laughs> yeah so uh, people are talking about this being proof of the big bang and in fact that's not the case no because we actually have tons of evidence for the big bang sure evidence yeah. not proof well Okay, so anyway, the people are talking about this being evidence that supports the Big Bang, and in fact that really isn't the case. This is evidence that supports the inflation theory, a particular inflation theory. And so what happened was that 13.82 billion years ago there was the Big Bang, and up until now, when we've looked back, all we've been able to see is this big white, the the, the afterglow of the the Big Bang to 380,000 years after the Big Bang because that's when the universe was so hot that protons couldn't form and mm. so it wasn't until 380,000 years after the Big Bang that the universe had cooled enough to allow protons to form and actually send out their but light towards given us. how Which long ago the Big see. Bang was it's pretty close to the Big Bang that's pretty damn close yeah. but, so there was this uh, there's this inflation theory that says that around about 10 to the 10 to the minus 36 seconds after the Big Bang, or minus 35 seconds after the Big Bang, there was this huge expansion of the universe itself. Absolutely huge. So between 10 to the minus 35 and 10 to the minus 32 (laughs) seconds after the Big Bang, there was this huge expansion of the universe, faster than the speed of light. It's pretty cool. And then it all stopped. Right. Which created and this, this created these that gravitational waves that were predicted by Einstein way back in when he wrote his theory of relativity, I believe. One and, of his theories of relativity. And yeah, so there was the <laughs> gravitational ra- waves that have now manifested themselves as um, polarization of the light from the cosmic back- microwave background radiation. And so they did this experiment down in... Antarctica, where they built this machine that could look at the cosmic microwave background radiation, and they have found the polarization. Excellent. As was predicted. And so this now essentially allows them to do experiments where they can look back all the way back to 10 to the minus 35 seconds after the Big Bang. 
Wow. As opposed to 380,000 years after the Big Bang. So this is extended So up to now, what's happened between that sort of Big Bang and that 380, whatever you said, years, has been been pretty much just a conjecture based on what we know about what must have happened. Just a theory. Yeah, just a theory. (laughs) So basically what you're saying there is a scientific hypothesis made a prediction Yes, which was then tested and found tested to be true. Found to be true. Yes. Wow. Who knew? Yes. So Get that science. is very cool. And anyway. I like that's very project, complicated. I like that the project was called Bicep. Hmm. Okay. Is that I don't know why that's in my little bit of something. It's a uh, acronym. Um, so, talking about people that accurately predict the future, Susie, you claiming that Aesop predicted. <laughs> Uh, something we've discovered about crows. Well, is it Aesop or is it Aesop? Aesop. Aesop, I think Probably it is. Aesop. Um, so Aesop had uh, one of his fables was the crow in the picture. Picture um, as in as drinking in vessel. Yeah. yeah. So that a crow came across um, a jug and uh, it couldn't reach the water. So it dropped pebbles in to lift the water up and then it could reach and then it could drink. And then did it cry Eureka? <laughs> and so there's a paper out from scientists at the University of Auckland um, that's appeared on an open access journal called Plus One this week um, showing that in that New Caledonian crows do this. Um, and essentially they have the... Um, they have the causal understanding of the five to seven-year-old. It's kind wow. of cool. Yeah. So they will... So what you're saying is basically crows are about as smart as your daughter. Yes. Wow. No. Actually, I think my daughter's possibly a little smarter. I reckon so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for example, so they were basically trained to drop stones into things. Um, and then they were given choices like whether they wanted to drop the stones into water or sand. And they always chose the, the water or not. Most of them chose the water. Um, they would stick to things that sunk rather than floated, hmm. um, and that they would choose solid rather than hollow items, um, and oh, nice. um, they okay. would choose the um, the the one with the higher level of water, so they would get to it. Get quicker. to it faster. Yeah, oh, so that's it's kind of cool. Okay. There are a couple of things that they couldn't grasp. Like one of them was where it took into account the width of the tube, so they didn't get that at all. Ah. And then another task where um, it had a U bend in it, and they didn't understand that one. So yeah, that's what made the researchers think that mm. the, that their understanding is at the level of a five to seven year old, which is kind of awesome. Wow, I really like that. That's I was cool. explaining that to Evie today, and she thought that was kind of cool science too. Yeah, mm. yeah, that is really cool. Brilliant. Be interesting yeah. if they tried it on different sort of species of crows and see whether some are more intelligent than others. Yeah. So these were the North. These are the New, um, Del- New, Caledonian, New Caledonian crows. crows. Right. And this group right. at Auckland have done a lot of work on on those crows. So Fantastic. lots of stuff comes out about crows being tool makers and stuff. <coughs> they mm. do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is, so is really cool. moving from cool science to woo science. <laughs> I have Susie, to, this is this is revolutionary, this, groundbreaking this science results here. Tell us about this. So, oh, I don't even want to mention it. Go on. I have to thank Ben Albert for this because he sent me the PDF for this paper, which is a paper showing that if you invoke the name of Allah during slaughter, that it makes for better meat. Wow. Now, is that halal slaughter? I think it must have been halal slaughter. It's the most... Anyway, we'll link to the paper. Um, let me see if I can find it quickly. It's in this well-known journal, the International Journal of Poultry Science, <laughs> by a team in Algeria. So were they specifically slaughtering chickens then? They took 66 chickens um, and divided them into two groups. 
The first group was slaughtered according to the Islamic ritual and Allah's name was pronounced. And then the second group were slaughtered the, the same way, but Allah's name was not pronounced. And they took livers and muscle fragments um, and sent them to a, a, for histology. And what they found was that magically saying Allah um, stopped the chickens from having um, kind of congestive, bloody sort of bits of the meat, whereas the meat where you said Allah, they looked much better, it was much 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 more normal, like it become damaged by not saying Allah. Right. This is the most amazing paper. Was this double blind? No mention <laughs> made at like all it. of that kind of thing. And well, it for ends a start, with... it can't be double blind because the people doing the slaughtering know whether the name of Allah has been pronounced or not, presumably. Yes. There's no yes, way to blind yes, against that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the results and discussion section is really interesting because it sort of talks about what they've found. It shows some histology things, and then it and then it just gives a whole load of um, quotes about why Allah's name should be pronounced and how it should be pronounced. And it ends. The very final sentence is that. Um, <laughs> Uh, and cattle on which at slaughtering the name of Allah is not pronounced lying against him he will recompense them for what they used to fabricate that's what? how it finishes I'm sorry was that gibberish or am I just really <laughs> a tired a bit of gibberish <laughs> yeah it's Ugh. just the, the discussion section is a whole load of quotes about about why Allah's name should be pronounced and why the animals should be killed in that way Wow. So I thought you might be interested in the um, International Journal of Poultry Science because, you know, you would think that this has been peer-reviewed, right? I think we should try and reproduce this. <laughs> <laughs> I bags you the chickens afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the International Journal of Poultry Science is, alas, a predatory journal. So they are a journal that publish stuff. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read to you from their website what their publication policy is. Right. It's a rapid publication institution and its sympathetic review process serves the scientific community by publishing their research findings at the highest priority and speed. <laughs> Submitted <laughs> articles are published after in-house evaluation. <laughs> so no actual There's peer no review. There's no peer review. <laughs> right. Uh, instead, say... you just pay, I think it's $300. Oh, and that's where the predatory comes in. And then they will publish it. Wow. I keep. I need to go through it and find out how many. I mean, it's a big. It's, it's part of the Asian Network for Scientific Information, based out of Pakistan. I need okay. to go back and see how many journals they actually have and how much money they make. But they don't do any peer review. Okay. Can I can I try this? Yeah. If everyone goes to our website and donates some money, if we get three hundred dollars, we could publish a paper. We then. will publish a paper. <laughs> can we do that? On what? Yeah, doesn't well, matter. Like... We just give them $300 and they publish it. Yes. Right? Well, yes, that's what they do. Yeah. Just, okay. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> All right. I don't know. About, well, so... about, about how chickens can predict the future or something. So we talked about this, though. Um, a few months ago, um, there was somebody who did a study where they basically generated a paper kind of by computer and then they sent it yeah. place and they showed... Yeah. The, which journals were predatory and which ones were not? Yeah. Well, this is yeah. this is one of those. And there was a, and there was a similar one. Um, I'm not going to remember what sort of journal it was. Um, where a guy just made up a, a whole bunch of buzzwords, threw them into an article, and mm. sent it to this this journal. Yeah, and they that, published that, it without that, even yeah. understanding what the hell he yeah, was talking. Yeah, about. yeah that, that was what that was what um, Susie was talking about. I'm sure. 
No, there's, there's been a few there's studies, a, of, okay, a few things done. This was actually, what should you call it, a study. But so um, Psychotherapy or Psychology Magazine yeah. or something like that? But the paper Journal? is quite funny because it really mm. is just a whole bunch of quotes. Wow, awesome. Yeah, but it's but it's in the scientific literature now. <laughs> As you can see whether it's scientific. searchable. <laughs> Inverted commas. Um, New Zealand. Mm. So we're not exempt down no. here. Uh, church pushes oil cure all. Craig. Yeah. There's so... a lot of alliteration in there. Yes. There's a little bit of alliteration. Sorry, carry on. There's none at all, actually. Well, church cure all, Craig. Okay, all right. Get on with it. All right, okay, so um, there is a church. So this was reported in the New Zealand Herald saying an evangelical church is marketing olive oil as part of a religious cure-all treatment for everything from brain, from tumours and schizophrenia to relationship problems. So there is a church called the Universal Church of the Kingdom of God. Can we just stop God. and say this was on the front page of the Herald? I know. Oh, my God. I know. Which is interesting. <laughs> Perhaps it's like... Uh, these sorts of anti-religion stories are becoming more prominent in the Herald, and, mm. and uh, there's been a lot of someone talk gave lately. the Herald three hundred dollars. There's been a lot of stuff in the Herald lately about uh, religion and schools and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm. Anyway, so this church is selling this oil um, that supposedly can cure all the stuff. So it's no, oh, that well, they they are selling it. They are selling it. But apparently, if you turn up at this church on Sunday tomorrow, you'll get it. For free. Then you'll get it for free. You'll get okay. a sizable amount of this. So, and it's essentially just standard vegetable oil, right? Well, it's olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah. So um, they're going to be putting it in cross-shaped bottles. What? Cross-shaped okay. plastic containers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And what does it do? It cures everything. Well, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So well, this is, I think awesome. this is a sort of a, a cynical manipulation of the media because this is sort of getting um, publicity for their for their big church service that they're having at the Vodafone Events Centre. Oh, I see. So oh, apparently it also cures marriages. Yes, relationship <laughs> problems. Mm, so yeah. so marriage is as a disease, yeah. and this thing will <laughs> cure people of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I approve. Anyway, um, so so the the article in general was it sceptical or was well, it incredulous? No, no, it was. It was. It was like like scandalous that the the, the church, church was claiming doing this. this. Okay, but they contacted somebody from. Um, from 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 the medical association, the deputy chairman of the medical association, Stephen Child, says it was an individual's choice if they invested in their olive oil panacea. While modern medicine has gravitated towards evidence-based treatments, nothing could be ruled out in theory, he said. Oh, for Christ's sake. The placebo sake. effect was also proven to be real, Dr. Child said, with about 30% of placebo patients in trials getting better. We just we would just hope the patients have the best information available to make a risk-benefit assessment for themselves. If you're willing to take risks, that's your choice. Dick. That is the worst possible response. That's not the worst possible response. To be fair, the New Zealand Medical Association is the doctors' association, and a surprising number of doctors support the use of woo. They should have actually got the New Zealand um, Association of Scientists to quote. Yeah, Yeah. or maybe the skeptics, or the humanists and rationalists. Yes. 
Anyway, the we Universal send, Church. Um, who is he? We should send the. Um, we should, should make send friends with the... him, Susie. So next time he comes and asks you. Who's the guy? Oh, Sam who, who? Boyer. Okay, we should we should contact Sam Boyer and say you might want to also get quotes from these people. In mm. the future. Mm. Offer yourself. Wait, what? No, as a source. So this church, this church, <laughs> this church yeah. called the Universal Church of the Kingdom of God has congregations in Otahu, Pukekohe, and Porirua. Sounds well, like they're I see. preying on vulnerable people. Mm. They're intertithing. And the church has previously claimed its divine healing could help cure HIV, homosexuality, epilepsy, and depression. And as someone commented in one of the threads I saw, um, any fringe minority church that refers to itself as universal um, is probably to be wary of yeah if that makes sense apparently the church was founded in brazil uh, by a guy named adia macedo and he has become a billionaire from the ties of his followers wow but they don't say that every week at the uh, services no all right um oh and the exciting super duper wonderful news susie tell us about hamilton Oh yeah, Hamilton. Well done, Hamilton. They they're getting their fluoride back in Yay. the next six to eight weeks. Um, they the councillors had another vote and they voted. One one person voted against it. Something like nine to one or eight to one voted. Um, sorry, nine or eight to one. Yeah. In favour of putting the fluoride back in Hamilton's water supply. Woohoo! Go Which Hamilton. Is a victory in a sense. Although, again, as someone else commented that I read on um, one of the Facebook threads, it, or possibly the skeptics mailing list, it's a bit of a shame that it comes down to a vote rather than, evidence. look, everybody, here's the scientific mm, evidence. But... Let's just do what is rational rather than having a big debate about it. Yep. <clears throat> but at least they're getting their fluoride back. So yes. yay for the kids yay. and so forth. Yes. Very good. All right, mm. moving on to my new favourite segment, Susie. <laughs> no, no, wait. You keep Delia. putting it in. I'm just reading from the agenda. I told you guys you were in charge. <laughs> Delia's dubious devices. Delia's dubious devices. We need some new music. Okay. The guy that did that music for us for that thing that we never used. I would like to talk to you guys today about the Brio iDream 3. And what is the Brio iDream well, 3, Susie? And was you... there an iDream 2? I don't <laughs> know. I should look. Um, it is, I will put a video to it because it's pretty awesome. Um, it is basically an eye and head massager that uh, is like a high-tech version of acupuncture. Huh. So, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So it looks like, it's like a helmet thing that you put on. And so you look like Robocop. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's about one. 330 oh, okay, uh, US dollars. Um, they do say on their website to be careful because counterfeit versions are circulating and oh, it's you not want to buy one possible of those fake to know ones. whether you've got the real deal or not. <sighs> anyway, so how does it work? Well, pick your woo. Um, it has, I'm according to their website, intelligent air pressure, multi-frequency vibration massage, <laughs> pressure point massage, infrared heat compression, <laughs> magnetic fields, oh, awesome. and a built-in MP3 player. <laughs> so, so, you can have, useful part of so you can have music going while your head's getting hot and air blown at it and, and magnetized. magnetized and vibrated wow. all at the same time. Yeah. Well, one of those things has got to work. Or what two of them work, but work differently and they cancel oh, each other out. 
but it's a pretty cool pretty okay. cool looking thing and i think it would be awesome for cosplay if you wanted to go as so <laughs> when you were talking before about getting 300 dollars to publish a paper. Oh, I can make one of these. We want one of these for the three hundred dollars. <laughs> all right, all right. There you go, guys. Donate so that we can get one of these. Uh, yeah, Creo so that's I my. Dream um, three. So, it's healing, or is it specifically something to do with dreaming? Uh, no, they don't really say. Um, oh. That's um, probably because they're not ah. allowed to say. So Let's they don't make any actual claims, um, is what do you're saying. Do they actually make any claims? Um, ah. Hang on, let me have a look. What they do? Uh, I was just so taken by the uh the the um video of the machine that i couldn't help myself let's have a look just says head and eye massager relieve relax and rejuvenate relieve relax and rejuvenate so it's a meditation you relax you sort of yeah okay yeah and um, there's a big disclaimer saying that it's not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. It is not intended big to diagnose, surprise. treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individual ah. results may vary. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but you, oh, so it says, you can now enjoy pre-recorded spa music while <gasps> massaging or download do and listen to your favourite songs. Do they provide that music? Yeah. Or do you have to download it yourself? <laughs> it also features a see-through visor that makes it easier for you to operate the controller. Excellent. There you go. Let's so, look what other products they have. It's actually more likely that everyone's results will not vary because everyone's going to get exactly the same result, which is nothing at all. Um, <laughs> placebo. Placebo effect. Well, yeah. you, uh, so there is an, there's an iDream 1168 head massager. Oh, so that doesn't have the eye bit. Okay. And helps you get quality sleep, apparently. Ah, what else is helps, there? Yeah. Well, speaking of quality sleep... Yes. I was at the supermarket today and I noticed that there was this um, can of drink called, I think, Dream. Some, some, uh, anyway, I'll have to some find Some sort of anti energy drink, is it? Yeah. yeah. It was basically drink this and it'll put you to sleep in your dream. Dream oh, water? I want some. No, 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 some. no, no. It was actually, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find it. If I'm you find it, give us the link. Dream. We'll stick it in. Drink Dream? Yeah. If anybody knows what Craig's talking about, send us some pictures. Yeah. Um, Seize your tomorrow with a great night's sleep. Dream water. Sleep naturally. This is a product I found. Um, I don't know whether it's New Zealand though. What can you... I think it was called Drink and Dream. Drink and Dream. Drug free. <laughs> Fast acting. Wake yeah, rest. I don't know. Anyway, I'll, we'll find calorie. out some more about it. Okay. But yeah, it looked particularly oh. dodgy. It was, um, I think, made in Australia. Mm. Anyway, but yes, I was intrigued by that. So there's lots of bullshit around. Well, this one's got pictures of some kind of... Um, actually, I have no idea what that is. Some kind of fruit or something, maybe, with like a pod? Yeah. Ooh, you don't tell yeah. us what it is, though. Mm. So... We will um, look into that for next month. Absolutely. I'll see if I can take a photo of it. And we'll, we'll do That's some awesome. double-blind trials of it and see if it actually yeah. works. Um, uh, our our able assistant has found exactly what the stuff is. Good night. Good night. Yes, drink and dream. <laughs> oh, that's not good night, you guys. That's just the name of the product. Don't turn off. <laughs> it's a relaxation drink. Hmm. Yes. What's good it night is What's... a new relaxation beverage specifically developed to help relieve feelings of stress and support overall quality of sleep. Support. Its unique natural recipe combines the calming effects of 
valerian, lavender, and rosehip extracts, natural herbs that have been used for centuries to erase sleep problems, anxiety, and nervous restlessness. Isn't Valeria one of the places in Game of Thrones? <laughs> if you say so, Nathan. Pretty sure it is. Someone will write in and tell me how wrong I yeah. am. But Cactus. yes, that's, that's the can. I was oh, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm, we're all looking at it. Is it fizzy? Yeah, it's fizzy. We'll Carbonated get that water, more. fructose, acid, um, valerian extract, rose hip extract. It'll be interesting mm. to see whether it um, has any effect. Being sold um, at pharmacies and Les Mills. Right. Well, well, it was in my local supermarket. There you go. Mm, dubious device and a dubious drink. Anti-energy drink. Delia's dubious drinks, perhaps, <laughs> in the future. All right. Um, all right. So we've got some quotes. And this time everyone's got a quote for some reason because we all came up with a quote we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Craig, you do yours first. Well, mine's an old one from a guy by the name of Albert Einstein. <laughs> Einstein? Einstein. (laughs) He says, intellectual growth should commence at birth and cease only at death. Excellent. Albert Einstein. Einstein. Um, Okay, so my quote... um, His next two quotes are more recent. A little bit more recent. This one uh, needs a little bit of background, which you probably already heard about, but um, there was a petition on change.org by some alternative medicine and holistic healing advocates and their petition stated in part wikipedia is widely used and trusted unfortunately much of the information related to holistic approaches to healing and you should probably be reading this with a a bit of a sobby voice (coughs) is biased misleading out of date or just plain wrong and so forth. Um, for five years, repeated efforts to correct this misinformation have been blocked, and the Wikipedia organisation has not addressed these issues. <laughs> um, and the best thing, that's not the quote, the best thing is, uh, oh, what's his name again? Jimmy. Jimmy Wales, the co-founder of Wikipedia, responded to the petition. And this is the quote. No. You have to be kidding me. Every single person who signed this petition needs to go back to check their premises and think harder about what it means to be an op- to be honest, factual, truthful. Wikipedia's policies around this kind of thing are exactly spot on and correct. If you can get your work published in respectable scientific journals, that is to say, if you can produce evidence through replicable scientific experiments, then Wikipedia will cover it appropriately. What we won't do is pretend that the work of lunatic charlatans is the equivalent of true scientific discourse. It isn't. Jimmy yeah. Wales. Jimmy Wales. <laughs> so go Jimmy Wales, who is one of my new favourite people. But just for that, not for anything else. I mean, he came up with Wikipedia, which is pretty cool. Right. <laughs> so my quote really um, comes up, uh, follows this really, really well. And it's... Um, Disinformation violates the public's right to being informed. Professor Stephen Lewandowski, who I was talking about earlier on. You were talking about it earlier. Awesome, I really like that quote. Okay, so one last thing that we're going to do, and we're going to change this up a little bit. I've been doing Word of the Day since we started. I don't know if anyone even cares. I like your Words of the Day. Some of them are pretty funny. Um, What I thought I'd do this time, and maybe if it takes off, if everyone likes it from now on, I'm going to tell you guys what the word is. And you guys have to tell me what it means. Okay. So the word is capilocracy. Capilocracy. How with do a you K spell or a C? That? With a C. 
C-A-P-E-L O-C In fact, why don't I just copy it And paste it in here for you guys to see Capilocracy Capilocracy Well, Go. it's some sort of ruling of a country Yep, you get a half point for that Because it's obvious um, My superheroes? <laughs> Ooh, I like that <laughs> So what I'm going to do probably is award points for the one I like the most <laughs> And points for if you get it right and then we'll have some sort of running score right. to see who, okay. who does better than everyone else. You can join in if you want, Susan. All right. Yeah, well, cool. I, I think it is. I think the... it's got something to do with chickens. Okay. No, I think it's the running of, of a country by superheroes. Superheroes is your final answer. Yep. Right. And you wanted to go with chickens. <laughs> chickens running a country. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's pretty hard. I'm going to tell you what it means while I think about which one of those I like best. It is government by shopkeepers. Okay. Well, I, so I'm going to claim victory. Ah, right. Okay. So, so Susan gets a point for. I'm yeah. going to claim victory because shopkeepers is often the um, the real identity of superheroes. Has Name that... two. <laughs> Can't think of any right now. <laughs> but shopkeepers. Well, it, why not? Why not? Because you know, because you're. Um, Busy all day. Yeah. Needed um, to run the shop, and if name, you leave, it closes. Name one country in the world that has a capilocracy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just a word. <laughs> yeah. A, I thought I did think it was interesting though. Shopkeepers running a government. Um, yeah. You could argue the US. <laughs> um, not going to make any comments about that. Um, but uh, points for Craig. Because really? chickens is a much better way of running a country than superheroes. Oh, at least, well, at least chickens exist. <laughs> hey. Also, superheroes really busy running around all over the place, saving people. So don't have a, don't have as much time oh, to right. to run a country. Okay. So for being more plausible, Craig gets a point, and Susan gets nothing because she post post addicted post addicted it. Yes. it doesn't count. Um, I feel cheated. And I get a point because no one guessed what it actually means. Oh. Right. Something like that anyway. I'm not actually going to keep the score. Someone we else could have, can do we that We could have just Googled it. Yeah, oh yeah, that's in the rules. <laughs> not allowed to do that. <laughs> and that's the show for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to send us any messages or feedback, you can use our Facebook page or the contact form on our website, thecusp.org.nz. Just do it on Facebook. That's eh. easier. Yeah. Either way. If you're on Facebook. It's gold. easier for us to keep track of, though, if it's an email, because those come to the to the group. All right. And I can find them later. Very good. If it's important, send it in, e- in an email. Or ring Nathan. Yeah. Just give me a call. My phone number is... Somebody at the door. Sorry, the door. Okay, just hold on for a second, everybody. We're just going to yeah. go and check and see who's at the door. I'm sure we'll edit this bit out. Yeah, nah. We'll leave it in. Natural realism. <laughs> Oh, Susan's back. Yeah. <coughs> you got there okay? Why, who's that that's just walked in the door, Craig? It's Susan. Susan, yes. Now, what did you come to tell us about today, Susan? <laughs> Little orphan that's lost her parents, and sorry. Right, anyway, anyway. carrying on.